Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy Play State with the pet. And it's your boy DT, the other half of UIP. You're not tuned in. Like we say a motherfucking week, man. It's been a crazy motherfucking week, right, brother? Man, ain't it? I mean, there's always some crazy shit popping off, man. And uh, what I really want to get off into <laughs> is I want to still talk about... And I know you're tired of me talking about it, bro. And you probably going to say we talked about it the last show. Mm-hmm. But I got to bring up the, this vaccine, man. Okay. Because there's new, something new about it every motherfucking week. What happened now? Well... Coming up, they talking about a lady that's a nurse, okay? One yeah. of the frontline nurses. Yeah. Wanted to say, well, the vaccine is fine. I swear, everything's good. You feel me? Uh-huh. She took the shot, right? Yeah. Now, the first camera is filming her, right? Uh-huh. There's another camera filming her, and they told her to shut the cameras off because the lady started getting a little woozy you feel me uh-huh. and this shit was on like cnn or cbs or some shit like that somebody had leaked it but the lady fell out from the motherfucking vaccine she was black she was white ain't oh. that crazy damn she was white she fell out and then there was another motherfucking guy that made it seem like one of the frontline politicians was taking the motherfucking uh vaccine right. why did they fucking squeeze the syringe out and just put it up close to this arm and made it like he took it and he really didn't take it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm telling y'all that this is vaccine is some bullshit. And I'm going to keep bringing it up because, like, that's really on my mind. I literally <laughs> am taking in, like, black seed oil, ginger, turmeric, like, lemongrass. All of that shit that's trying to get our bodies right, keep our respiratory together. because Yeah, the herbal shit because in our, in, our, in our vascular area, this is where it's fucking us up at. All up in our chest and shit. From buildup, from phlegm and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know I smoke backwoods, but you got to find something that's going to fight that motherfucking mucus. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And, and, I mean, I really just think it's important. And I'm telling y'all that the people that's making this shit ain't even taking the fucking vaccination themselves. Yeah, I've I seen this one picture on Facebook where uh, <laughs> the, they, they even fucked around and had the, the orange top still on the syringe and put it to his skin. Put it to his skin and he ain't even taking that right. shit in. I ain't even tried around with that shit. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's some bullshit, though. Like, for real. Like, the vaccine is some bullshit. And anything that's the trial, the first trial run, definitely going to be. Now, I wouldn't recommend you take the second, third, fourth trial run or none of that shit. But the first one, it's going to be bullshit. You know what I'm My saying? My understanding is this. Why come China? Did China got a vaccine? I don't think they so. They talked about having a fucking vaccine? I'm not sure. They brought the shit out. Why they don't have a fucking vaccine? If, if, if. The if, China if that's real virus. Talk. You feel me? Yeah. He called it that uh, 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 orange top, carrot top, called it this some bullshit, right? If why the fuck do we have a vaccine and they don't and they say they made it? They claim that they made that shit. They found the motherfucker that did it. So why the fuck he ain't in the cook in the kitchen cooking up the fucking cure? That don't make sense. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like if I make a motherfucking baby, can't nobody else tell my baby what the fuck to do. That's just how the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Right, yeah. You yeah. made that motherfucker, so it's, all, it's about how you handle your shit. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, moving along, though, mm-hmm. I want to get into some sports topics with you, right? Just a quick sports topic right for the quick, people, right? right? Quick. We don't usually do that, so when they come, y'all got to respect it. So, Shaquille O'Neal came out and said the best duo, nobody could ever beat them, would be him, himself, Shaq, and Kobe. It's... Like what? Where do he? Where do he get off thinking that him and Kobe, him and Shaq, Shaq and Kobe is the best duo? Why aren't they? 
Name name someone. I mean, before I even go into why they are the best, tell me who you think is better. Uh, I'm going to tell you. It would be uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan and, and Scotty Edward Pippen. Okay? Like, they're the best duo that I've seen known to NBA world. Only one of them is in your top ten. True. So how that, that's what makes it even better that one of them was a great, but don't get me wrong, Scottie Pippen is a Scottie great too. Scottie's definitely a top twenty, maybe. No, Scottie a top. Scottie's a probably a top fifty player of all time. Oh, yeah, that's deeper. Yeah, be, Shaq and only Kobe because is like, only because we still we getting great new greats added on every year. What is that? Like 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 oh, that's playing in twenty twenty. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, by so, default. Okay. I got another question after that question before we get to that question. Okay. All right. But what I got is this, though. Like, how is it that they're the most dominant duo when the when one of the players that's in that duo ain't even in the top 10? Like, not even your top 15. Like, usually listen, the second player listen. at least is in the top 15. You feel what I'm saying? I got two 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 numbers. Why? Why? Six and O. Oh. That's why they're the best duo. They're the only duo in NBA history Bro, to go I undefeated. Fuck hundred percent in the finals. Scotty can't check Kobe. And excuse me, Scotty couldn't check Kobe. Scotty cannot check Kobe, and Michael had problems checking himself. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm That's not talking I'm about saying. them going. And then Shaq is unfucking. What you mean oh. the best duo? I'm telling you who the best duo I'm, is. I'm, I'm not saying them going against each other. I know two that, but I know, but I'm just thinking. Could nobody check Kobe fucking Bryant? Could nobody check fucking Michael Jordan? But somebody can check fucking Scottie Pippen. And, and somebody could, can check Shaquille O'Neal. You sound fucking crazy. Uh, somebody, Ooh. somebody called, Ooh. Somebody called Ooh. Ben Wallace in 2004 Fuck for Ben me. Wallace. He did that shit one somebody time. Called, that's all you, you talking need. about. All oh, my God. And I don't mean hey. fuck Big Ben. Thank you for what you did to De- for Detroit. You're the reason I ever would fuck with Detroit. is because of you on the Pistons side. You feel what I'm saying? It's just how it is. All right? But when it comes on this, nigga, what? Shaq and Kobe, Man. bro, you are ain't what? Four and one. Four and what? Four and one in the finals. How many times? Uh, fucking uh, six and zero. Oh. So what, bro? They six was the they was the best oh. dominant team in that era. Yippee! Yeah. Good and, job. And they still dominated when Shaq and Kobe was was playing too, right? No. When did Shaq go to Los Angeles? Two thousand. You 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 the buff on that part. I'm a lie. I'm not I'm I think it was two thousand. So they stopped. So uh, what's the name? They stopped winning. No, they won in 2000. They won three straight. Yeah. So, I don't remember when Shaq got there, but MJ and Scotty <laughs> was still dominating when Shaq was there. Yeah, and Kobe gave his ass buckets. That's all I'm saying. If Shaq, if Shaq and Kobe and fucking Michael Jeffrey Jordan and fucking Scotty Eugene Pippen went up against each other, yeah. it's a shit show. Scotty and Mike is going to lose by like two. Wow, do y'all hear this guy? No wow. cap in my rap, nigga. And you know it. Because all you got to do is get Shaq the ball, and Scotty going to need some help. All you got to do is give MJ. Oh Scotty going to need some, bro. Look, Scotty going to need some help, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Oh and as soon as he might go down there to. I got you. Kobe. Literally, rest in peace into the, for the, to the king, man. King Bean, for real. Okay. All right, y'all family. Y'all know what it is, man. Every time we do this shit, we bring somebody on our show, it's going to be some prolific shit. So with that being said, 
We got a prolific motherfucker actor. Detroit Tone. Yes, sir. That's coming on the show. My main man, Alfonso Settles. Goes by the name Short Al. You know what I'm saying? You can see him on Amazon Prime. Everywhere. Uh, the show, the movie I like the most was uh, Deceitful Passions. Deceitful Passions. Yeah. He killed that shit. Find out how it is right quick. Hey, sidebar. What I do? Would you suck on a dick to have to save your daughter's life? Y'all see us without in a second. <laughs> Limitless Beauty Bar. Where you get your eyelashes did right. Okay. Eyebrows did right. Okay. <laughs> uh, they offer uh, specials with facials. How your face feeling good? I had a few of them before. Pause. Pause. Okay. Uh, should get Damn. your skin feeling I right. Uh, skincare and beauty products. Limitless Beauty. Tap in, send her email or DM. She can get with you. How you looking right, ladies? All right, y'all, we back. We got my main man, Al Settles, here. Okay, he's one of the prolific actors in Detroit right now. He's coming up. It's a lot of this shit you can catch on Amazon Prime. I just got done watching Deceitful Passions, man. And I got to say, bro, you killed it, man. Thanks, man. You blew that. that shit out the roof, bro. And uh, You know, there's so many questions I got to ask, man. But I just really want to know, first and foremost, like, you know, how did you end up getting into the acting scene? Um, I used to work for a company uh, about maybe four or five years ago. <clears throat> I won't say the name, but um, they, they started me off in the modeling business. Okay. So I started off doing runway shows, uh, did some print modeling, uh, some magazines, and had a lot of had a good run at it. But, you know, the thing is with modeling here in the city, you know, they don't, they don't want to pay you. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot of time. It was very, very time consuming. And, and then from there, I got a uh, opportunity to do an audition for this film called Ovid and the Art of Love, which actually, um, it just went to Amazon Prime uh, back here in the summer. But we shot it five years ago. I was a feature extra with uh, with uh, John Savage from The Godfather. So mm, okay. you know, I had a chance to sit on set with him and pick his brain and get a lot of information from him. And I just got bit by the acting bug after that, man. Yeah. I just been I just been rolling strong ever since, man. Talk about been resources, blessed. man. And I uh, another thing I hear you say, you know how everything just kept bouncing around for you. Mm -hmm. For the actors coming out, you know, or, or trying to get in the game, you know, how did how, how did you keep that catalog so tight to where it seemed like you know you started off modeling and you had some other things other things going on? Did you just keep the phone numbers or you just stayed persistent and just kept at it? Man, I, for me, you know, <clears throat> I, it was just just just. Audition, audition, audition. You know, you audition and then you audition again. Mm -hmm. And and then from there, you know, you just, just go on and, you know, eventually you go. You get told no a lot, but for all the times you get told no, I mean, you know, 10, ten no's and one yes, that one yes could be the one. So yeah. what, what inspires you to act? Like what keeps you going in the acting scene? Uh, for me, man, I just love to entertain people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Entertain people and I really want to get good at this at this craft. You know what I'm saying? And just be the best that I can be. And you know, I'm from the D, man. I'm from Detroit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got so much talent, there's so many hidden gems. You know, everybody think that, you know, you gotta live in Los Angeles. And don't get me wrong, eventually you're gonna have to relocate for yeah, a better opportunity. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm right here grinding it out every day, man. I just love what I do. So you tell me what's your top three favorite Actors, on um, my top three faves, man, I, 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 you know, 
So, I'm, I'm, so Denzel and, and Samuel Jackson, okay. they, they they like one. They they head and head. You know Honestly, right? and then I, I, I they goats too. So yeah, they they the goats. Yeah, I almost yeah. can't mention them, but yeah, you gotta yeah. mention them. You know, I, yeah. I, I gotta say Jamie Foxx, man. One, okay. you know, because Jamie, you know, he started off in the comedy realm, and then he, you know, he can switch it up, and he can be a comedy or he can be drama. And you know that's that's tough to be able to switch and go back and forth like that. Yeah, that versatility. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's yeah. one. Uh, two for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with a younger generation, man. I think Michael B. Jordan is talented, mm-hmm. man. Okay. I, I think I think he he does a lot. And uh, three for me, man. You know, Zoe Saldana. You know, oh, she's a talented baby. actress too. That's, that's Colombiana, right? Colombiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't change her name. I never call her. That. I call her Colombiana every yeah, time. Columbiana. Yeah, she 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 real talented, man. So them them be my top three for me. And then <clears> on top of that, Al, like I mean, I just got so many professional questions for you, man. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How like as a, as a black man, you know, what I'm saying a color. How how competitive is the acting scene right now for us? How 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 treacherous could it be right now? Man, it can be real treacherous because you know, for me, you know, being African American. And then you go on the set, and then I look younger than what I am. So it's like they automatically, sometimes they'll try to put you in that stereotypical role of being a hood guy, yeah. drug dealer, abusive guy. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I can play those roles, and I, and I enjoy doing it. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like I just feel like overall. You got more to offer. Yeah, a lot more to offer. Yeah, honestly. You know, be, want to be able to show my versatility, Yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah. we gonna uh, we gonna move on a little bit. Now, honestly, you got some uh, new movies coming out next year. You want to go ahead and explain to those? Yeah, about yeah. Explain I got I got one called uh, Dear Future Husband. Uh, we actually just wrapped that in uh, September, I believe, of okay. this year. So I play I play a bit of a love interest, but you know it's 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 yeah. a twist to my character. I can't get too much away, but okay. you know you are gonna love me and hate me at the same time. Yeah. Um, then I got another one called uh, He Played Me. Okay. He Played Me. Uh, I'm I'm super, super excited about that one, man. We we actually just wrapped that at the end of November, man. It's 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 an erotic thriller. Mm. And, and I can say that because it's, I don't think, I probably say that because I, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm almost positive that there are no indie films in Detroit that's an erotic thriller. Right. You so erotic. When so. you say erotic, is it what I'm thinking? You saying? Like, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's it's like Zane, but on okay, film. You know okay, okay, okay. Can, that's can, can you give us some behind the scenes on those sex scenes? <sighs> what what really goes yeah, down with the sex scenes? What's going on, man? But then you gotta use the tape for real, bro. And we gotta. <laughs> man, listen, man. You trying to get look? Okay, so it, it's it's some scenes in it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, you know. I, I don't really know what to say behind the scenes. I mean, for, I mean, everybody professional. Yeah, you know, okay. real talk. It, it ain't nothing, you know, going on that don't supposed to be. We all show okay. up. You know, we have to get naked. You know, we all know what the naked body looks like. So yeah. we just come out, man. We work and we get the shot. You know, it's it's really to be honest, it's really not what you think it is because it's it's so it's segmented and it's cut up into so many. You know, cut. You know, you got a camera here telling you what to do. You got a camera there, and you and you run it back so many times, and then you get the different positions and the different angles. So, I mean, you're doing a lot of cuttings, but when they edit it up and, and run it all together, it just looked like one continuous flow, but really wow. it's not. Mm, wow! You know? so, so that yeah. really that should really be looking like, like yeah. it'd be a lot of it'd be a lot of shit y'all be having to do before yeah, that one scene. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. People don't yeah. really understand that. Yeah, I, I really respect actors, man. Like y'all got to really take it to another level, like. 
what's a role? And it just, you know, something I want to know. What's a role that you thought you closed? And then, like, they your agent hit you or something or however you work it. Like, did they just, like, you ain't get it? Um, I'd have had a couple of auditions that I thought I did good in mm-hmm. and didn't get it. Um, I actually had an audition for Power Book 3. <clears throat> um, that was back in the summer earlier this year because mm-hmm. uh, I think Power was still on before it went to, to, to book one. Yeah. And I was super excited. You know, my agent hit me with it like, yo, <clears throat> you know, got this audition, you know, check your, check your mail, da-da-da. I went to it because he didn't tell me because, you know, I had been asking for it, like, man, you need to, dog, what you doing? Like, right. I, you know, <laughs> so he already know how I felt about the show. I really wanted to do it, man. So he hit me. He didn't tell me. Usually he'll tell me, but I thought it was weird. Like, he's like, check your mail. I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I went check the email, so I was hyped. You know what I'm saying? So I, I memorized the side, got it down, you know, did my audition as best as I could, man. I, I didn't get it, but I wasn't discouraged. I mean, if anything, it just showed me that they watching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know my opportunity and my time is coming. What's for me is for me. At that time, probably just wasn't meant for me. Yeah, man. Talent you speaks know? for itself and persistence, yeah. especially. Like, yeah. I mean, like I said, y'all got to go check out that movie, Deceitful Passions, man. Definitely. This guy Al murdered that shit. I'm talking about, I don't even think the movie would have been what it was if Al didn't play that part. Thank you. And then on top of that, man, uh, you don't want to be Vito. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to be Vito. Nobody wants to Nobody be Vito. Nobody wants to be Vito. Real, boy, a woman scorn is something terrible, boy. Yeah. I tell you. And uh, like I said, man, um, I can't, I can't do nothing but say, bro, I really, like, respect, like, what y'all do, man. You got to really change it up a lot. You got to do the same scenes over and over and over again sometimes. And then, like, how do you, how do you get those, like, how do you get your words and your emotions to match in the same place? Like, how did, how, how does that happen? Because, like, I can be reading something and be like, yeah, okay, I'm about to hit you in your face. And then right. I'll swing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, like, saying. you really dead ass got to have, that, like, that same vibe. Like, it got to be the same. You got to master the, yeah. the scene. For, I mean, for me, you know, when I get a script and I go through it, I, I literally, I get a script and I read the whole thing. Then after I read it through, that gives you, because if you just read your scene and not just memorize your part and you don't read the rest of the script, then you won't understand <clears throat> why your character or this character or that character are saying and doing the things that they do. Right. So once you realize the story, then it, it be, oh like okay, it makes sense now. So then I'll go back and read it again the second time. So now I have a better understanding. So after the on the third attempt, now I'm memorizing my lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm memorizing the lines ahead of me because that's cueing my lines. So then after I read it, read it, read it, read it, and now that I know my lines, I start to break them down. And then you don't have to be verbatim. You know, especially if you got a director who don't mind you changing up the words as long as you deliver the message that right. he's trying to, Im- right. to imply, mm-hmm. then that's when you start to put your real personality and blend it with the character. Because oh. you just don't want to be reading words off paper because it's going to sound scripted. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so instead right. of, you know, I, know I, I like went that. to the script and yeah. said, I went to the store yesterday. Like, man, I went to the store yesterday. Dog, I'm going Man, let me. I went to the store yesterday. Yeah. Like you know, you can say it so many different ways. You just put your own vibe and, and personality into it to make it seem natural, and then you just go with it. And then your scene partner, you vibe, and y'all bouncing off on one another to bring it to life. Hey, I got a question for you. Now, what role, if any role you ever played, have any role ever affected you deeply or like changed your life or in any manner? 
Um, I wouldn't say changed my life because mm-hmm. I haven't had a life changing role as of yet. Okay. But a role that did affect me was Deceitful Passions when I played Seth. Mm-hmm. And it was a scene where, <clears throat> I don't think I ever said this on camera, it's a scene where, um, where I find out Kitty just got killed while I was in jail. Yeah. I show up to the hair salon yeah. that I own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't really show it, but in real life in that scene, I broke down. When I walked, when I stormed out, yeah. I was crying, like, like real tears. Yeah. And then the day before we shot that scene, because we had to do the salon scene. It was a Sunday. I had to be there at like 7 in the morning. We had shot the scene the night before when Vito got killed yeah. in the in the, um, the warehouse. Right. Yeah. And we was up to like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning shooting that. And, you know, I had to run in. Man, what the, what the fuck you doing? Mm. And da-da-da. And, you know, I had to cry for that, even though they didn't catch it on, 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 right. on camera. So preparing for those scenes, because it was on a Saturday and Sunday, I spent... All of the two weeks prior to that, preparing for that scene emotionally. Wow. Because mm. I had to cry. You just got to gauge that emotion. So after we did it, man, I felt like I was in like a sunken place for like the next three days. Like, Damn. It took me a minute to come out of that, that mold because I had been in it for so long just to try to prepare. Mm. Yeah, so, I, you know, it, it was crazy, but I, I had a good time with it. Yeah, I really don't think, uh, I don't even think, I mean, maybe some of the people in our family, you know, UIP, y'all probably might understand, you know, a little bit more what he was talking about, the people that is trying to act, but I don't know if I could pull those emotional strings like that and then still be here today. Yeah, man, I still it's, probably it's to be messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man, because you got to you gotta go to a place, man, to be able to pull it. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and I, I was there, and I, was, I had been there for quite some time, so when, when it was time to do the scene, it was easy, mm. you know, but it, it, it took me a few days to come back from that, though. So, mm. yeah. so thus far in your career, has there been what was what has been the most challenging role you played? The most challenging. Probably the one we just filmed. He played me. He mm. played me. OK. And I say that because it's again, it's an erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of nudity okay. in this movie. And even though I've done sex scenes, it's always implied nudity, which means we're not nude in real life, yeah. but to the audience, we're nude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, the, the implied only applies to the crowd because behind the camera, we was we was pretty much there. Okay, you know, and you know, I, I'm and I'm comfortable with myself and my body, but it's just was like to 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 do that for the first time and still be in character and still do what you got to do and say what you got to say it was like fuck like as soon as they see a cut like all right man where's my robe you know what I'm saying like, let me get dressed you know what I mean so but I mean it was cool everybody was professional nobody made me feel uncomfortable but yeah. it just was like man like you know that that was tough but far as being on camera doing what we had to do man it, it was all good so man. so besides the erotic parts in the movie what's going to surprise people more about the your your next two films coming out next summer. I mean, you know, we've I, I gotta represent the D, man. We we yes, here. Bro, man. You know, the movie is coming out of here, so so that that's number one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't care where I am, if I'm in if I'm out of state somewhere, I'm gonna always represent where I'm from, man, because to be from here doing what I'm doing, it's a constant grind. Yeah. You know, and, and the industry, especially when they took the film incentives away, mm-hmm. it's hard. But I don't I don't see it like that. For me it's just a constant grind. But, you know, the movie's coming out, man. I, I just feel like, for me, that, that's, that's, that's the most important thing. That's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
Al, man, like like we do for everybody that's on this show, man. This is about black entrepreneurship and knowing that you can make money off of your own brand. Um, and just a little gem for the people, man. The people that's out there inspiring you to try to do what you're trying to do. Uh, what's, just give them a tip, man. Give them a, drop a gem for Listen, me, Listen, man, <clears throat> just keep grinding. Keep working. People going to always have something negative to say. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why you wait so late in life to start doing Listen, what's for you is for you. When it's your time, it's your time. If you feel like you want to be an actor, a model, hell, if you, if you just want to open a business, a store, a hair shop, whatever it is that you setting out to do, then do it. And the people that can't support you, then them the people you got to X out your circle. Because at this point, when you're trying to take your brand and expand it and go to higher higher heights, if you ain't got people around you that's going to support that, then they got to go. Because yeah. they're awake and they're dragging you down. Because if you're trying to go to the top, you can't go to the top. And you got somebody anchoring you. Mm, you got to cut. And that includes family. Yeah. Anybody that ain't supporting, if they ain't rocking with you, they got to go. And they can't start. They can't jump on the wagon when when shit is on the way up. Yeah. You know, don't don't jump on then. You got to start from the ground. You know, no, you, you know, you're going to meet people <laughs> along the way. But, you know, if you ain't rocking with me the whole time, then, you know, real, you man. rock with me from a distance. And we'll keep it that way. So hit, hit the people with your uh, Facebook names or Instagram names. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like. Hit me up on Facebook, Alfonso Settles, my regular name, A-L-P-H-O-N-S-O, then Settles, S-E-T-T-L-E-S. And my Instagram is Mr. Amazing One. So that's M-R, like Mr., and it's dot A-M-A-Z-N, and then the number one. Hey, man, again, Al, we appreciate you coming on the show, bro. We got to get some tickets to the premiere next time. We're going to be there, bro, representing for sure. sure, You know how we do it here, man. U-I-P, my boy Al, that's how we do it. And here we got New York Creations specializing in customized T-shirts like the ones you we wear, okay, or I wear. <laughs> uh, we got uh, she do customizable cups, customizable hoodies, anything that you need customized. Hit New York Creations, she will get you right. Tell her UIP sent you. Yes, sir. All right, all right, y'all. Welcome back, man. We want to thank Al for coming on the show, man. Most it was definitely. very inspirational to see how people from Detroit work and how things go in the industry that most people don't know about. So appreciate you for coming on, man. We're alive, my nigga. And bro, let's hypothetically go into that world real quick, right? Okay. Nah, let's say for instance, you meet this chick. Right? Mm-hmm. Fall in love with her, hypothetically. Okay. All right? You sell drugs. Mm-hmm. All right? And you make her your stuffer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she go to jail. Now, that was your girl before she went to jail. Mm-hmm. They're telling you she got, like, a five-year bed. You know what I'm saying? Now, men expect our women... To hold them down while they in the pot. Could you honestly see yourself in the drug game that you in? Because, I mean, just because the stuffer got caught don't mean the game stopped. Uh-huh. Feel me? So you still living that same life. Y'all ain't got no kids or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you're loyal to her, but could you see yourself being celibate for, I don't know, she got like seven years? Could you see yourself like waiting? Or hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. <laughs> but this this is my girlfriend too, right? I mean Or just a stuffer. She was a stuffer and your girlfriend. That I cared about. Right. She she had your feelings. Uh 
hypothetically speaking, could I <laughs> be celibate? Uh, n- uh, no, honestly, wow. no. But only because that, that that life is fast, so I know uh-huh. it's too much temptation and risk in that life. You know what so I'm saying? So for this person that put their life on the line for you, what is the comfort out in that? Because in the other foot, on the other, if the shoe was on the other foot and we got caught with the pack, right? Mm-hmm. We would be looking for that, like we would with that that support, and I would be expecting that, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So now that she, baby girl is in the can for seven, bro. Yeah. You want her not to get a pussy away. You want her to hypothetically not to get a pussy away. What I'm trying to get to is that I'm not man bashing. I'm trying to build like a support system eventually. Like mm-hmm. let them know that like, yo, we understand that women need support as well as men do too. You know what I'm saying? But I'll I be there for her. I'll right. make sure her commissary is full. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I make sure she have a new flat screen TV in her yeah, cell. Yeah, all that yeah, kind you know of shit. Like but to promise her that I'm not going to have sex with anyone for seven years. And, like, I can see if she was my wife. Okay, yes. Well, bro, she was down there was. She was your favorite stuffer. She down no, there she, was. She couldn't have been my favorite. I, I ain't stuffing the wife. You feel me? You ain't going to stuff your wife. wife. I'm so stuffing you the side thing. Stuff her, then, yeah. Okay. yeah. But, like I said, like, to the point where I'm, I'm not going to be faithful to her while she locked up. I'm going to make sure she good, though. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Okay. So, yeah, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. But it's just like, you know. Hypothetically speaking, what about you? You can see you holding it down? You know what? I would accept the challenge. Cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. For about what? Three months? No, I would accept the challenge. The lie detector test determined. That know was a lot. I'm going through while I'm out here. Mm-hmm. Maybe she might give me the green light to get some pussy, and then I can still keep my girl when she get out. Mm. But if I go and I steal it on the side, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Go out and I'm fucking her and I'm like, oh yeah, baby boo cakes. Because if that was my bitch out here, you feel me? Right. She getting other visitors. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, damn, I heard play pop Keisha. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hypothetically, yeah. that's that's bold. Right. You know what I'm saying? So no, I get you. you I would try to play feelings. the game. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't want to play the mind game with nobody in prison and shit. Because when they come out, they you be their first target and shit or something. Mm. You know? Yeah. You know. <laughs> this was the stuff that came about a murderer and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because she heard you pop name somebody Name was Stacey, not a bitch named Scar. <laughs> you feel me? You got to really just watch it. Like, you just always want to stay on that person that's going through that good side. Right. You know what I'm saying? For right. everybody that's locked for real. So, let me ask you some entertainment news. What up, though? Like, last week it was reported that uh, Lil Wayne sold his masters for over $100 million. His masters. But but now, this week, they're saying he got it. It was wrong. The news was wrong that he sold Drake's, Nicki Minaj, and Tiger's masters for over $100 million. Okay. Now, me personally, that don't sound like a good decision. Only because I feel like... Drake catalog is probably going to be one of the biggest catalogs ever in music history. So, like, he rushed to sell their music. Why wouldn't he? Why couldn't he just sell it back to them if he wanted to get some money? I'm pretty sure they would have paid for their own shit, right? Uh, you would think, right? Yeah, that's a really good question to say that. Why wouldn't he just sell it back to Drizzy? Them? Maybe they didn't have that capital. You know, it's a lot of people out here that's like. Like credit rich, like mm-hmm. you got a paper forget, rich. Yeah, like no credit, like yo your paper. Yeah, yeah. Paper, paper, paper. Yeah. yeah, mad paper. You feel me? But you maybe they, that's some hot shit to own your own masters, and you hot right now. You yeah. they probably try to kill them on some Elvis type shit. If they own their own shit. It always got to be some type of somebody 
on top of somebody when you in a music game and you at that plateau like that, they're not gonna let you like. So let's go into conspiracy mode. Okay. Uh, was 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 Lil Wayne told to oh sell me this or or nigga you might have two years to live? Hell nah, he in gun trouble and he need all the bread he he can get and mm. he found the biggest corporation that'll give him the biggest monies and right. it was just a business move. Yeah. But on the emotional side, the, how they really praise Wayne, I just pray that they understand that it was just a business move. You know, but I get it though. They should I, be hurt. Would you be hurt by it? I would, hell yeah. But I yeah. ain't got the forty million for my right. shit, so I can't be too mad. I ain't right. got the money. So. Cause I'm pretty sure Nikki's they know what they <coughs> Nikki's, signed, Nikki's catalog might be more more costly they, they, than Wayne's too though. When they got off of Young Money, Cash Money, they've been making way better music ever since they left the camp. So, you think? You think so? Yeah. Drake yeah. has turned into a whole nother artist. Drake, yeah. Nicki Minaj has turned into a whole nother artist. Tiger's doing Tiger. his thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Only fans in it. Yeah. yeah. Living. Fucking living. Yeah. Like, so it's just like you know, <laughs> only fans. He's for real, but uh, look, man, like we say all the time, man, like, subscribe, rate, review, like we do all the time, man, UIP.